From Bregman MD, where we're all about psych solutions, I'm your host, Linda Corley, and this is The Breakdown with Dr. B. Well, Dr. B, we talked a lot over the past two years about COVID and stresses and cave syndrome. And today you wanted to talk about post-COVID stress disorder, which is a form of PTSD. Now, we went back and forth and I I was saying, I don't really see it. And you're saying, no, 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 no. I really, really see it. So what I did was I went online and I found a study that was done by Women's Health Research at Yale University. And they teamed up with a university in France, all about this COVID stress disorder that happened after now as we're getting out of the pandemic, it's a good time to start researching to see if there is a fallout. And their findings were really interesting. Like for instance, they found that women were were twice as likely to have this disorder than men. What do you think about their finding? If we could look back, what happened to the people after the last pandemic, 100 years ago? And what we see and we study is PTSD. Well, what the heck does that mean? There's some post-traumatic stress post-COVID. And it was seen then. Everybody's ecstatic. They're going out and everything. But, you know, I have like a different viewpoint because I see people in the office. And generally, I think what I see in the office is a forerunner of what we see later. And that's really how I've gotten some of my insights. But in terms of many more women come to therapy than guys, guys don't do that. But somehow the women sometimes drag them into the office and I've had a chance to talk to a lot of them. It's the fight or flight thing. It's a natural sympathetic response that we have in that we are on guard, we're fighting, the muscles get blood, the heart rate goes. And you know what happens? The brain doesn't turn this thing off, although you don't need it anymore. And what happens is the body starts running on empty and all the people that I see have developed this acute stress, COVID, anxiety. It's an evolutionary thing. The body has not turned it off yet. People go to all kinds of things like alcohol, acting out behaviors, eating disorders, you name it. And they have no perspective, you know, on what's going on with them. You know, it's not just worrying about a pandemic. It's It was the lockdown. This study found job loss was huge. Moms staying home with their kids, trying to homeschool them while working at the same time. Also, losing a loved one was huge. Or what about if you got the disease yourself? You know, in the beginning, people were put on respirators, ventilators. That causes PTSD just by itself. For people listening now, if you feel on edge, you feel out of sorts, you don't feel the same. People say you're cranky and you're you're not making great decisions. You know, you need to maybe take a look at maybe there's something more serious going on with you. And it's a prolonged anxiety disorder. A lot of people who are dealing with this have lost perspective. And their perspective um, has gone on to fight or flight, or this is bad, or this horrible thing's gonna happen. And then what happens is even healthy people, and if they certainly had a propensity for anxiety disorders in the family, they develop 
some psychiatric disorders like post-COVID stress disorder. So, but as a population, don't we see people historically heal mentally after a disaster? I mean, wouldn't that be natural evolution to survive? What happens when uh, your fight or flight mechanism continues because the you know pandemic is winding down and there's more people than you think that are still suffering you know of the covid and they're not right and i think we need to identify these people in the families wouldn't someone with a pre-existing mental condition be more apt to not be able to snap out of their fight or flight when the fight is over there's a subset of people that really need a roadmap to stay calm. And they've had other comorbid or associated disorders from substance abuse to all kinds of anxiety disorders. I mean, if somebody in your family had an anxiety disorder, you could have one too, it's highly genetic. What we need to do is those people, the whole system of controls is put on alert and doesn't come off alert. They think the enemy is still out there. You know, also, too, because this quote-unquote disaster, the pandemic, it was really an invisible threat. I would think something that you can't see might be harder to get over mentally. Is that correct? There's no doubt about that. You know, anything you can see and identify, you, you can approach and you feel more comfortable talking about. I have one thing that I have helped so many people come to see me. And that has to do with scheduling worry time. So what happens is I put people on the diet of when you're allowed to worry. Okay, and I tell them, look, we can get rid of this. He's only gonna think about a certain time during the day. Uh, okay, we're gonna schedule it in. You could worry as much as you want. The rest of the day, you do productive things and you're positive and you do things with scheduling worry times. You know, that takes a lot of practice because you have to be disciplined about it. Worrying avoidance uh, uh, to, from trauma is part of the whole syndrome, okay? So if, we, if people find themselves avoiding things, they're startled, they're like agitated, and they can't stop worrying, this has helped a lot of patients immediately, even without medicines, you know, dealing with worry, being a schedule, get some exercise, making the social connections. But there's some things that maybe need a little practice. Two things in particular. One is having a little acceptance. Give yourself a break and look what we've all gone through. It's not gonna happen overnight, you know, where you're gonna be. It's easier than said and done, but accepting that, you know, every day's not gonna be good. When I speak to patients, you know what I say to them? Have you had any good days? That means a lot to me, okay? You know, maybe some patients are on meds, they've had some treatment. I see them again a week or two, and I say, hey, did you have any good days? And you know, people somehow could say, you know, I had this day, that day. And so let's focus perspective-wise on that you're getting better. It's practicing that not every day is gonna be a good day. You know, another one we don't talk about a lot is really perseverance. You know, it's so easy to gotta throw in the towel. You've had enough, 
You didn't get your goals met. You don't want to do this anymore. Not a giving into, you know, some things that didn't quite work out. Persistence. I, you know, I talked about the worry part, which I wouldn't mind talking some more about. Because to me, in treating anxiety disorders, in treating how people worry is a major thing. So what about people that were sort of germophobic a little before the pandemic and they went full steam ahead on germaphobe and they know it they're still wearing the gloves on the airplane they're still wearing masks in their cars when they're driving by themselves their pre-existing condition of being a little ocd with cleanliness has just gotten out of control what would be one or two tips for someone like that? Well, you know, Linda, when this whole thing a few years ago came out and with the pandemic, I worried more about people who were concerned about pathogens than any population. There's a tremendous escalation in OCD people in seeking treatment. And then they get into their masks, their gloves, and you name it. And, you know, they're really set on their ideas. It's much harder to change their perspective. So that would be a, a case where they would need to seek professional help, correct? Absolutely. Do you know, when things are not logical and your functioning is totally changed and makes no sense, you know, you got to go see the doctor, okay? And we have some very effective treatments nowadays for OCD. As we see the pandemic in the rearview mirror, Let's just hope that we see less and less cases of this COVID post-traumatic stress. Doctor, thank you. And thank you for listening. And if you're suffering from PTSD of any sort, remember to seek help. From Bregman, MD, you've been listening to the latest episode of The Breakdown with Dr. B. If you'd like more information or to speak to one of our top psychiatrists, just head to our website at BregmanMD.com to book a telepsychiatry visit from the comfort of your home. Hope you've enjoyed our latest podcast. Catch you next time.